Hello, Christian brothers and Christian sisters. Welcome to Sheep Among Wolves. I just wanted to start this podcast with a little bit of an introduction to myself and to provide a little bit of an overview of my vision for the podcast, uh, the reason that I started the podcast, and share a little bit of my testimony and what things in my life occurred that brought me to Christ and share with you a little bit of community that I think we all could need more of uh, in this day and age. So without further ado, my name is Nathan. Uh, I've been a Christian for about five years, so still a little bit young relative to, I'm sure, some of you. Um, But growing in my faith every day and and working to to grow that faith and and nurture it into um, what I believe God has planned for me. Uh, Some of the ways that I nurture my faith is obviously by reading my Bible. Uh, I also enjoy listening to Through the Bible by Vernon McGee. Um, He's been a great inspiration and help for me, especially early on in my faith. Uh, Reading some Christian books, such as uh, Disciplines of a Godly Man, have helped me tremendously. And all the other books that uh, you saints out there are writing, uh, thank you um, for contributing uh, to our development as Christians. Another way that I've been able to grow in and and nurture my faith is fortunately by serving in my church. I was blessed with a fairly small church through my wife, and the great part about that is that I get to serve in the church and really grow that way as well. I am by no means a theologian, and I don't intend to be interpreted as one. I'm just a man with a Bible, a computer, and a microphone, and a burning desire to serve the Lord where he leads me to serve. My purpose for starting this podcast is to share my growth with my Christian brothers and sisters in order to encourage and edify their growth as well. My vision for this podcast is for it to be a form of community. While I share with you all the things I'm learning, the lessons that God teaches me, and the message that God puts in my heart, I encourage you to share what you find helpful with other brothers and sisters who may need to hear it as well. I intend to have a variety of formats in which I'm sure will evolve over time. Actually, from the time that I typed up some notes for this introduction to now, um, I've thought of a few different things that I could do, and uh, I'll talk about those more a little later on. Some of the episodes may be more of a formal sermon, while some of the other pieces may be closer to things like current events or just my opinion on on something that happened in my life, Um, but everything obviously uh, filtered through a Christian lens. But whatever the format or the content therein, um, I just hope that my words can help at least one person with their life and the growth in their faith. Speaking of encouraging edifying, and helping other Christians to grow, and I guess non-Christians as well. Um, I'd like to share a little bit of my testimony. Um, At least I hope I can make it a little bit. Um, As I said, I'm 
been a Christian for about five years, and about five years ago, I was dating the woman who is now my wife, and she took me to a For King and Country concert. I'm sure some of you, at least, know who that is. Uh, they're a Christian band. And uh, I wasn't a Christian, um, but she wanted to share this with me, and I had an open mind, so I went. And uh, we obviously we got in the into the center. We got to our seats, and there's some time before the concert with the lights on and everything. But right when the lights went down, before any of the music started playing, I was overwhelmed with an immense emotional surge that just coursed through my body. Now, I say, like, an emotional surge, but it was more than an emotion. But that's the best way that I can really describe it in uh, human terms or in natural terms. At the same time, a surge of what I'd like to call data and information was passing back and forth between me and this entity. Now, I say entity because... I wasn't a Christian at the time, and for me to assume that it was God would have been somewhat strange, I would think, to most people. But to be honest, that's the first and only explanation that I could come up with, and I feels like I came up with it pretty much immediately in that experience. You could blame it on my background, you could say because I was raised Catholic, and I knew who Jesus was, and I knew who God was, that, that all that information was sort of um, supporting this, this idea. Um, but I, I don't think so. I, I think God made himself very clear in the way that he communicated to me, and he made sure that there was no question of what I was experiencing and who it was who was trying to communicate with me. So, moving on, uh, though no words were being exchanged, it was the purest form of communication that I've ever experienced. There was no question in my mind who it was, why it was happening, or what was going to happen. In an instant, I understood. I understood that this was God, I understood that he was calling my name. I understood that he was about to change my life. I understood that my life would never be the same again. I understood everything in one instant. I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to be required of me or what I would need to do, what my future life would look like. But I knew that a change was coming and that the change was for the better. The best I could surmise some of this moment was that the Holy Spirit was simultaneously convicting my conscience of all the wrong that I've done and offering me forgiveness. It was showing me all the pain that my sin had brought on myself, my family, and friends. Instantaneous repentance overwhelmed my heart which was immediately replaced with overwhelming gratefulness when my sins were forgiven. In addition to my own sins, it also showed me the sins of others in my life and the harm that it caused me, and it called me to forgive them just as I had been forgiven, and I forgave them.
and I hope you'll forgive me for the nerdy analogy that's coming up, but it was the best way that I could think to describe it. Trillions of terabytes of data rushing between my soul and heaven every second of the concert, and I couldn't do anything but cry and cry and cry some more. Halfway through the concert was an intermission, and the lights came on. I rushed to the bathroom to try and compose myself, but at the same time, I didn't want this moment to end. For the first time in my life, I felt clarity. I knew who I was and why I was here. I knew what the reason was for my troubled journey thus far and what the purpose for my life was going to be hereafter. But I wasn't ready to stop this experience, return to my life, and say goodbye. I composed myself as well as I could, and I returned to the concert, still largely broken up. Those are the most vivid parts of the memory, but if I remember correctly, the rest of the concert was probably composed of me trying to listen while also trying to fight back from breaking down and crying again and again. But that feeling that I had from the beginning of the concert stuck with me, not only all the way home, but it stuck with me for a while. That night was an experience that I'll never forget, which is saying a lot because I don't have the best memory. I'm so grateful to have that encounter as a reminder whenever my faith is faltering. The very next Sunday following the concert, my now wife and I went to church and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. At the end, when they call and they ask if anyone wants to give their life to Jesus, I went down and I accepted him. I remember feeling a very similar presence when I went down and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. As if it were just the Holy Spirit confirming and telling me, yes, it was me at the concert. I was who intervened in your life, and I'm intervening now. And now began what I like to call the honeymoon phase for the next week or so in my walk with God. Now, I say walk, but it would be an exaggeration to say that I was even crawling at this point. I was more so an infant on its back being bottle-fed as far as the growth in my faith and maturity in my faith went at this point in my life. However, that was the starting point, and it was a good one. The weeks following this experience, I didn't really know what to do with this change that was made in my life. I didn't know that anything was really required of me. I felt changed, at least for a little bit, and I thought that that was good enough. Slowly, the feeling faded, and my mental state and my actions began to fall into the same old patterns. For Christmas that year, my now brother-in-law and pastor gave me the book A Purpose Driven Life. My wife gave me the book Radical. I began to read the book Radical around the new year, and I think that helped a little bit. However, I still found myself 
falling into the same thought patterns and falling into the same sinful actions, some of which continued into the early months of our marriage. These flaws caused fights, they caused arguments, and they caused a lot of emotional damage on both sides, I'm sure. But one morning, I just felt like I had enough. Like, I didn't know what I was doing or why I was doing it, and I just wanted help. I prayed to God, and I asked him to show me what I needed to do. The shame of being a bad husband and the drive to want to be a good husband ultimately drove me to this point. And that's really how great the gift of marriage is. Marriage is here to refine us. As steel sharpens steel, so do husband and wife make each other better over time. By challenging each other's thoughts, opinions, personalities, ways that you want to spend your time, and trying to compromise with each other, we learn to be better, more whole, more godly people. By living for each other instead of living for ourselves, we become more godly than we ever could have without this gift of marriage. But I digress. After praying to God to show me what I needed to do, I began to read A Purpose Driven Life. I also decided to stop listening to things that don't bring me closer to God. This included silly comedy podcasts that, for one, didn't bring me any closer to God, for two, they somewhat glorified sinful behavior, and three, they didn't help to grow my character into Christ's image. I spent a lot of time listening to nonsense or reading news articles or focusing on politics, and I truly believe God answered my prayer by pointing these things out to me and telling me, this is how you're spending your time. These things have nothing to do with me or the work or the purpose that I have for you. If you want my help, you'll need to talk to me and listen to me. You'll need to grow closer to me and get to understand me so you can know what my will is for you. So, stopping listening to these podcasts was only really one part of the equation. I really needed to cut out all of that extra noise in my life and replace it with God, with things that talk about God, with things that delve into his word, with things that worship God, that give him praise, that give me encouragement in my walk with God. So one morning out of the blue when I'm contemplating, all right, I'm going to stop listening to podcasts, but I'm going to listen to something else instead. What is it that I could listen to? And immediately, out of nowhere, I search for something. I don't even remember what the term is that I searched for. But immediately after I make that search, I find the Through the Bible program by Vernon McGee. If you've never listened to the Through the Bible program, I would encourage you to do so. It's very enjoyable and his insights are, are very good. Not only that, but I would say he has a somewhat comforting presence in the way that he talks. I'm not quite sure I can relate to that, 
but hopefully you do find my voice somewhat comforting or familiar. So Vernon just goes through the Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelation. He goes verse by verse, offering his insight, offering some explanation. It's designed to be a five-year program that he first did on the radio um, when he was alive, when he was with us. Uh, Sadly, he passed away in 1991, which coincidentally is the year that I was born. So that was another God-wow moment for me when I discovered that. So I stopped listening to those podcasts. I started listening to Vernon McGee. In the words of Vernon, I turned from something to turn toward Christ. I began reading my Bible, and I began listening to Christian music. Only Christian music. With these newfound tools in my tool belt, I felt that I could finally start to crawl in my faith. From then on, I continued to seek out new levels for my faith, and keep my eyes, heart, and soul peeled for the way God is trying to lead me. And that's what I'm trying to do here with this podcast. This podcast is just another level that I feel God is trying to lead me. As I said before, I'm no theologian, and as I said before, I've only been a Christian for five years. I've only been reading my Bible for five years So I'm no professional by any means. And a lot of people might say, I'm maybe not prepared to do something like this. But I think the lack of preparedness keeps us Christians from doing the work that needs to be done on this earth. And I personally would rather start doing something and learn along the way and trust that God is with me and he will show me the way if I'm staying in his word staying connected to him through prayer, and using his word as a guide for my life. And I'd like that to be an encouragement for all you Christians out there listening as well. In the Gospels, you don't see any hesitation in any of the disciples when they're called to follow Jesus. And in life, Jesus is calling you to follow him. If there is anything that you feel that God has been calling you to do, but you've been too hesitant to do so because you feel unprepared or you don't feel that you're ready or you need a little bit more time or you need a little bit more school or knowledge or reading, I encourage you to pray. Ask God to lead you and prepare you for the work that he has planned for you. Then, when you're done praying, get up and start working. You can start working by doing the preparation that you feel that you don't have. For instance, when I decided I wanted to do this podcast, I felt I needed to spend more time in God's Word. And in that regard, I felt unprepared. But then, just like God gave me through the Bible by Vernon McGee, I happened upon a reading plan that really spoke to me. Not only is this reading plan going to help me be more prepared, but it is giving me another segment that I can add to this podcast and share with you all. So in addition to sermons and current events and potentially opinion pieces, um, there will also be a Bible reading plan that I'll be doing for you to follow along should you choose. With this in mind, I'd like to close by asking that you pray for me. Every time we try to do something new 
or something more for God, our enemy is waiting and watching to trip us up. As I journey into this new level, I ask that you pray for my protection. I ask that you pray that God fortifies my defenses and keeps our enemy at bay. As I encourage you to take the next step with your faith, I will also be praying for you all in the same manner. I pray that God leads you in the right direction for that next level and protects you from any trap, diversion, or distraction the enemy tries to put in your way. We are sheep among wolves, brethren, and it's a dangerous world out there. The good news is we have a good shepherd, and as long as we put our faith in him and follow his command, we will arrive at our destination. May God richly bless you, my dearly beloved.